tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now... Let the buzz begin! Oh, God, it's so good to hear this song. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Helix After Show here on AfterBuzz TV, back for Season 2, Season 2, Episode 1, do San you know Jose. To San Jose. Jose. Do you know the way to San Jose? Yes, no, know? I don't know what you want. <laughs> do you know the I way to, to San, San Jose? Jose? Do you know the Muffin Man? Oh, wait, wrong movie. Wrong movie, <laughs> wrong show. Uh, man, if he said it one more time, I was going to go bonkers. Hey, gang, it's me, Matt Lieberman. Uh, joining me again all season long, Liz Rishmau is here. Hey, guys. And Zach Wilson is hey, here. Hey, uh, Stephen Lemieux, unfortunately, is out of town uh, due to a passing, uh, a recent passing. He's at a funeral, uh, so we wish him all the best. Please send him your love on Twitter. Twitter, Stephen Lemieux on Twitter. Uh, that's with a PH, not a V. Uh, and in the last name, that's hard to spell. Yes. Yeah, you know what? Just, just look at us on Twitter. We, we, we have his name tagged. You can just find Somewhere. him there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, gang, Helix back for season two. And, you know, we've been all probably watch. I assume, watching as the promotional materials rolled out, watching it with intense curiosity, because with a show as unique as this, how do you, how do you do a second season? What is it going to be? And it seems like, you know, we've got this, this virus in another location, uh, and I wasn't sure what to, what to make of it, especially as the first few minutes unfolded, but then we get that epic twist. Of this dual timeline structure. Oh my god! And I'm just so sort of awesome. Like, Whoa! Just like, the whole like, and to see the animal as it's like decaying over years and years, and I'm just like, when it said the dates, I'm like, how many years is this? And I was about to like take out a calculator. I'm like, oh thank god they did it for me. Yeah, <laughs> thirty years. Thirty years. I don't think this has ever been done before. Well, it wouldn't have made sense beforehand in the first season. Right. Now it does, but, but it's kind of like it's almost like The Godfather too. It's like the Godfather 2 of sci-fi shows <laughs> where we've got this 30-year difference between the two storylines. Uh, how is this sustainable? The only... Well, all right. Your first reaction. But, like, that's that, that's but, the answer. But that's how I felt when it happened. Yeah. Like, when, they fl- when, when it started decaying, I'm just yelling, what the... It's yeah. going on. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. well, because, well, that, that's the thing, like, as soon as they open the door, I'm like, it has to be the same building. It looks like the same building. And then I was looking at your side, I was like, but it looks newer. It looks like a different shed. It looks newer. Yeah. But it's the same shed. And then when it did it, it made so much sense. It was like, oh my God, oh my God. You know, like, because part of me was like, how did they not hear her screaming when she was getting carried away? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it just, everything just made sense at the same time, yet still blew my mind. The mm-hmm. only way... And this is getting a little bit into predictions, but this, let's face it, this is the Helix After Show. This is the Helix After Show. It's all predictions. Um, It's like Doctor Who. You uh, can't, you can't. Can't stop, won't stop. The only way I see it as being sustainable is if basically everyone becomes a Silver Eyes. Yeah. Like, any, any character that's going to remain 
like continually like it, it would have to mean that like Sarah gets silver eyes Peter gets silver eyes I mean but we Sarah saw, is a silver okay, eyes you're right I'm sorry I'm just listing main characters yeah. not uh, Texas asshole yeah, no, not I... Texas okay first of all no swearing his <laughs> oh, sorry. name sorry. is Kyle Summer but on this show he shall be referred to as Dr. Dick Texas because his main two characteristics, as we have found out from this first episode, is that he's from Texas and carries he's, a gun to the bathroom. Yeah, he's got a big old swagger and pecker. All right, so here's... What? here's That's who he yeah. is. Um, he's the guy who I, just like, yeah, I got a big dick. I'm going to throw it around over here. I'm going to throw it around <laughs> over there. Okay. I'm going to make jokes about this. I'm going to ask questions about this. Doesn't matter. I'm from Texas. Have you seen my gun? You know what it is? He reminds me in all the wrong ways, and this is not a slight against Sergio, but yeah. he reminds me of Sergio in all the bad ways. Like, I don't trust him because he seems too good to be true. Hmm. Oh, wait, you just said he's too good to be true. Yeah, that's completely different. When yeah. he met Sergio... No, because part of why I don't like Dr. Dick Texas is that he's so, like, nice and friendly, and he's like, oh, I'm going to joke around while I'm sewing up your big wound in your foot. And very no. and very kindly probing for information. I, there's something about him I don't trust. Hmm. Uh. I don't know. I think I don't think his his game is is that deep. Like with Sergio, I felt pretty immediately something's up with this dude. But I liked him anyway. With this guy, I feel like he's he's very what you see is what you get. He wants yeah. to bang Sarah. And he want and he's you know just curious and wants to have like a fun career. I don't trust him. Really? Because of the gun? I have, maybe I have nothing against him so far. As I have nothing. He's not as the character doesn't seem as in depth as Sergio's character. Well, maybe that's the point. The point is to do kind of like what they did with Sergio, yes, where yes. we think one thing, but by the end of the season, we'll see him in a whole new light. That's sort of where I see him going, and he's too nice right now. He can only get more. Dickish? Yes. <laughs> Only more dickish, Doctor Dick Texas. More dick. I don't know. I but don't know. here, let's 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 rewind this. Let's roll it all the way back, uh, and we're <laughs> going to take these two storylines separately. Um, let's actually, you know what? Let's talk about Julia. We're well, going to talk about the boat scene real quick. Well, yeah, here let's yeah we'll talk about Julia after. Let's talk about the boat. Okay, because I was eating a sandwich as I <laughs> a was sandwich. Walking. I was eating a sandwich as they were going over the body, flipped him over, and he looked like he regurgitated something oh. out of his mouth. And then I immediately stopped eating that sandwich, and I have had three bites of a sandwich all day to eat have today. You, Thank you, Helix. Have you forgotten what this show is? I didn't know. I was like, I was used to the the ziz. I was used to the black veins and the like the black ink stuff. It's like yeah. okay, it's like ink, not. Not regurgitated mushrooms. Right. It's like as long esophagus. as you're not as long as you're not eating a, a, a of the hot face. fudge sundae, then you're fine. Yeah. This was a show. <laughs> or something with balsamic glaze. Yeah, or whatever. <laughs> this was a show that had like a dozen vectors all zizzing into one cup and then feeding it to a unconscious. But also Peter because. Farragut. But also ziz, because. But yeah. also, God. So, but also because Neil told us it was basically like chocolate and everything. It didn't seem so bad afterwards. This, I don't know what it is. I don't know what the props are made out of. Still not worthy enough to watch. All I'm saying sandwich. is, thinking that you can be eating and not get right. grossed out by Helix, 
big mistake. I would just like to thank Helix in advance for the uh, next 15 pounds I'm going to lose every time I try to eat and uh, watch the show. No, but that's the thing. I completely (laughs) forgot just how intense the body horror was on this show. Because even, first of all, like, just the weird cauliflower, like, rainbow cauliflower coming out of the mouth. (laughs) Like... All of that was disgusting, but then even just like the ripping out of the teeth mm-hmm. in that final sequence when they're pouring the goo down the throat, like, like anybody who's ever had a dream about like missing your teeth or your teeth falling out, mm-hmm. automatic just that's what I thought about. Yeah, I just, and they've just got jars and jars of it, and they're fillings. No, it wasn't jars of teeth. They were just no, it was jars of goo. Ew, of greens is stop it. It wasn't green. It was your color. He's colorblind. It was no. It was like cream. There was no. There was no green in there. No, that was totally. It was like it was pus colored. Pus oh, color. Oh, like no, the color no. of pus. Stop pus it. Pus colors is. Yeah, you know, the, the, the classic 1974 Guys, Paul Newman movie keep, the, for the color of pus. Let me keep the three bites of sandwich <laughs> I had down, please, please. So, uh, we have, uh, we have, we have, uh, sorry, we have Sarah, we have Dr. Peter Farragut, uh, who's a hero this season, even though we have no. to remember. No, he's not a hero. He's not a hero because he was working for Alaria the whole time. Oh, yeah, God. Well, here's the thing. We've missed a year, right? Yes. Yeah. We've missed a year. What we can piece together about the backstory of this year. Yes. Like, I just want to see if we can go through that. Alan blew up, pres- presumably, the Ilaria building in Paris. Mm-hmm. Peter Farragut has joined the CDC. Again, he was a CDC... Or No, he was never a member never of the CDC. he wasn't. He okay. was working for... Uh, Arctic, Arctic Biosystems. Bio now he has joined the CDC as a field op. Okay. Right. Julia was working for the CDC and then wanted them to go to Arctic Biosystems. She, they got called to Arctic Biosystems by the, uh, Alaria and her, yeah, yeah. That all, all that nonsense. But in that year since, presumably Sarah has either lost the baby or had the baby and has left it somewhere. Can I just say my personal theory on that? That she had the baby and left it somewhere? Because it's one of the reasons why she's so pissed at Alan. Not just because he blew up a building, but because I imagine she told him that she was pregnant and then he promptly ran off and blew up a building <laughs> and then disappeared. Yeah, yeah, well, that's how you do it. As yeah. as excuses go to get it for not being around to raise a baby... I'm not going to pay wanted, top child support. Wanted terrorists. Right. That's usually that's high on the list. I would say. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but so that's about about like we don't know where Julia was in that time, except that she was working for Alaria. She clearly was wasn't in, in the well. well she no, she was in the building. She was in the building when uh, Alan was there. Did anybody notice? Okay, that was the thing that weirded me out because Her in the beginning, yeah, because in the beginning I was like, wait, that can't be Julia because if she has look, a ring. If you look at the coloration. That oh, finger okay. is fake. the The ring is to denote. It's like holding it together. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. All right. I get it. It's holding it to her. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um. So yeah. Like still miss. It's, still missing a finger. It's a thirty years in the future. Exactly. Fancy it's finger. A magic thirty year old like magic finger. Luke Skywalker's hand. Exactly. Except it's a finger Guys. for immortals. Um. Yeah. So I have a finger for the immortals. So whatever Peter's up to, whatever Peter's up to, I I don't know if he's still in league with Alaria. I don't think that that's necessarily the case. Yeah. Um. You know, I think he was on board with the bombing, but I also think that Alan still has no idea that Peter was originally working with them. Yeah. Um, we don't know what Alan knows or what he's up to because we only saw a glimpse of him. Have no idea why he's on the island, where the hell he's gone. So I would say, based on like where we see Alan 
John in this, where we see Peter in this, I'll bet you Peter sees something at Alaria that mm-hmm. he's just like, I can't do this anymore. Or like when he sees Julia's gone over to that side, he's like, you can't do this anymore, blah, blah, blah. And then he tells Peter he's been doing this this whole time. Tells Alan. To, to, yes, thank you. Peter tells Alan about everything he's been doing. Alan loses it, blows up the building. Well, they were together. And, they were together in France, and they seemed like they were working in tandem. They yes, were working as a team. Peter looked like he was hiding something still at the time. Hmm. I'm saying after that moment, after Paris in two, day 267 or whatever, Peter tells Alan... Alan loses his stuff. His goddamn mind. Yeah. Blows up the building and escapes. Okay. And then he runs to this island. However he got there... Can I tell you guys what I was thinking until we found out that Julia's storyline is 30 years in the future? What I had thought was Alan was there helping generate a new virus in hopes of luring Silvers to the island. Okay. Generating a new virus so that the so that Alaria, which is, I assume still has the same plan of you know killing the majority of the human population, they would eventually want to find a new virus. With uh, also, we never had it quite cleared up how all these Narvik outbreaks happened, and we know that Sarah and Peter have been going from place to place investigating Narvik outbreaks and shutting them down. Yeah. They've yes. become experts at it. So we, that seems to be, if that's true, a confirmation that the canister that Alan fell out of the helicopter with was the cure and not the virus. Yeah. Correct. And the other thing is, we and then we know now that, well, we've already known this, but again, Sarah is basically immune to everything. But not to this new virus, not to TMX7. Or getting a hole in her foot. How do you say that? Oh, you, sorry. I'm talking about Julia. Yeah, You're Julia. Talking about Sarah. No, I'm talking about Sarah. <sighs> the, the, the names. Hole in her foot. Yeah. What if that's Holy what foot. Alan's doing on the island is trying to create a virus specifically to, to kill, kill the immortals. Mm. And ho- one that he hopes would not kill humans and just immortals. Yeah. Perhaps. Interesting. That's, that's dark and cool. That's dark. I mean, bearded Alan Farragut. Like, yeah. it's clearly dark. Yeah, that's yeah, true. As any man with, with a his, beard like, monastery, like, robe stuff. He couldn't even say hi to yeah. Sarah. Here's like, some water. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you're trying to build a virus that's going to specifically When you're trying to kill, avoid paying child support for the last year. You don't just burst in the room and say, here's baby daddy. <laughs> but if he's specifically trying to breed a virus that will kill all the silvers, that includes Sarah. Yeah. That includes his baby mama. <laughs> oh, I just had a fleeting vision of sleep with me again, Alan. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Sometimes this show, it just, I don't know. <laughs> she was on drugs when she said that. Mm, sleep with me again, Alan. Or no, she was having like a... a like a fever. Uh, it was a, yeah, it was a fever dream because of her tumor. Right. Um, can I? Just, I wish I could just blame all my bad decisions with relationships with men on a tumor. I had a tumor. I'm sorry. You just come I out just, whenever you do something wrong. It's a tumor. It's yeah. a, it is a tumor. It's, I'm sorry. sorry. So there's a lot of <laughs> wandering around on the island. Can we just can we root through any clues that we feel like we've we've seen so far? Uh, first of all, the art uh, before that. Can we just talk about the artful setup of? Uh, well, 
We're dropping you here with no supplies and no help. See you in two weeks. Well, some supplies. In two weeks. It feels yeah. like it's exactly. They had to have. They had to have some changed. supplies. They didn't drop them off with no supplies, especially if they know that there's a possibility that all the food and water can be contaminated on the island. They didn't drop them off with no supplies for two weeks. Yeah, but I it, imagine those cases have freeze dried. Thank food you. Or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it's exactly like enough days. Yeah. For, you guys for, for didn't 13, learn your lessons, so thirteen episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so they wander the island with Layla, the lone survivor of this attack. That's true. Um, and Layla keeps having visions, and I couldn't decide whether or not that was PTSD from the horrible ordeal on the boat, or because she said she was having waking nightmares, and she said people started to change. I wonder if that was the beginnings of her changing. Did she change though? I mean, well, she attacked well, she had, Julia. She, no, well, that was only because she like oh, sorry, she, she she only explained. She said that you know, like I didn't know what was real. Every time I thought it was over, I heard another screaming. So, but she basically didn't get any sleep for three days. I mean, you have sleep deprivation. She probably didn't have water to drink. She's dehydrated. I mean, you're gonna yeah. flip the hell out when you see something in a suit coming at you because you're not gonna think it's real. And that's what she explained in the next scene. Right. I can buy that. I think that she. I don't think was, she was infected. I don't think she was seeing anything on the island either. I I mean the the like the whoever it was in the brush that she saw looked just like a similar dress to our future Dude, man Caleb yeah. Caleb thank you um, so I have to imagine that that person was ver- was actually that there. woman was freaky. Mm-hmm. No, I think she was really there. I don't think she was having visions. I think she had a lot of PTSD from the crap she went through over the last three days, which is why I thought it was kind of ridiculous. She's like, "Yeah, I'm going to go with you guys and just return to the nightmare because I feel like there's something I should do." Mm-hmm. And as soon as she said that, I'm like, "You're going to die." Uh, and then you know, and then. I think that she was just kind of zoning out because again she's sleep deprived guys like they were right there from the island she probably didn't get any sleep she's she you know they probably just gave her some of that shot stuff to hydrate her again and then she's back on this island and now she's just kind of like zoning out but she's noticing she's a lot more aware because she's uh, on edge yeah so I think she saw everything she was right about the there's something smiling at me it was a skull mm-hmm. and what's up with all those skulls bro yeah, that was might, a wonderfully creepy shot you yeah. might say they're on skull island Island. Oh, uh, there's no punger on this show. <laughs> oh, should be. Save your save your puns for Sleepy Hollow, sir. I'm uh, not on that, so I need to make money somehow. Oh uh, yeah, it's, we don't make money. We we give the money. Yeah, we lose. money. I want to take the money. money. I'm just going to go to Sleepy Hollow from- when you guys are like, if it's in the studio, I'm just going to take it and leave. Okay. Uh, so yeah, they they get surrounded by cultists. We've got this strange cult. They have uh, slightly psychic, a little bit, maybe. Sort of. I don't know, or, or just th- way too much intuition. Wait, who was psychic? They're they're not psychic. They're just very knowing. Anne was very knowing. Yeah, like like oh, was that your friend? You- yeah, she was our friend. You're lying. Well, I think that's also that's like the superiority thing of just like. I don't know. It's pretty obvious that they were lying. Well, yeah. I mean, and especially if she had just been there a few days prior, they had probably seen her and her friends Mm -hmm. and knew that these CDC guys were nowhere with her. So they probably just met her. Yeah. So if anything, I guess that's where you can go off of that. But I mean, they they I think it's pretty safe to say that they clearly infected these people. And especially just the way he's like, I have all respect for you and your beliefs and your culture. You're You're lying lying again. again. Yeah. What if, random thought, what if... Like this entire podcast isn't a random thought? What if the people on the island are silvers? Nah. Nah. Nah, too much. I don't know. There's only 500 silvers. Yeah. But where are they? Like... 
they they're in Paris wound, dealing with their I, wounds. You know what? As I say boom. it, I'm like, there's a bunch of stuff that doesn't that doesn't let that make sense. Yeah. But. What does it know? Because, I mean, the Silvers are like a society that's trying to, like, basically kind of take over the world in their own way to better, you know, the world for their on their behalf. So why why segregate yourself away and just have all these people? And notice that most of them, they were all female, weren't they? Not all of them. Well, not, well, there, well, there was, well obviously there was... Um, Look, it's classic cult setup. You have one charismatic male leader and a bunch, yeah. of, and a bunch of ladies. Yeah, notice, notice the, yeah, notice the girl when they were walking by. There was a younger girl that was like, hee hee and then like the mother like well, took yeah, her away. Dick Texas flirted with her. Yeah. 13-year-old, that scoundrel. Oh, God. <laughs> he just stuck his tongue out. But... Uh, what do you I, think he's implying there, but, Matt? No, but what I want to say about about that theory is that silvers are they are the height of humanity. They are rich. They they yeah. live in opulence, and I, I could totally see them separating themselves from the world, but not not in all like, of that entire cult. Maybe a couple of maybe them. Michael, maybe just Michael as maybe. like a, a defector. It's possible. Well, here's here's a theory. If if Alan is there. It could be that maybe there he is in cahoots with somebody that has like why would he be there if like why this particular island why this particular cult if there wasn't some sort of link to the silvers so there maybe is one silver amongst them they're good questions you know? they're taking um they're, they're he they said that they take in people who no longer basically fit in with oh, yeah. the main human culture it's people who are culture. who uh, have left things behind because it's too painful essentially which is completely fits for alan yeah and i think that's really that's the key here that we have to remember is that alan is the linchpin of what makes this island different from arctic biosystems you know we have a very similar setup we have an enigmatic guy who's leading a bunch of people there's a mysterious virus he's not telling the cdc he's a anything hugger. he's a hugger lots of stuff but in the weird dark horse that we have is alan why is he there is he pulling the strings is he there to subvert it or is he there to support it we don't know we didn't see him feeding the goo to that woman at the very end why are they experimenting on their own people why are so many people dead these are all yeah where did all those damn skulls come from because i even feel like the skulls would make more sense if it was in the scene from 30 years after the fact Right. You know, but those skulls are there when there's people on that island. Fully decayed. Fully decayed, you know, like it, it, it no, it just it doesn't make any sense. It would be years that stuff has been shady stuff has been going down for the bones to have been into that. And that's entirely possible. This that's, could have been going on for years. That's why I jumped to Silvers because the the bones clearly have been there for so long. It's not like we saw like a couple fresh heads and some well, was more decayed. Mm-hmm. We saw like just a field of skulls, which granted could have been like dissolved in acid. Sorry, um but if Michael dissolved in butt, what acid? Acid. Okay. Hold, sorry, let me get the let me get the slide. Yeah. Um, if Michael has been on the island for who knows how long, he could be just rotating people in and out. Like there wouldn't necessarily be a enough people to connect that he is has been there for three hundred years. And so he, like, it makes sense that he's carrying out his own scientific experiments also, as one out of the five hundred. Also. Hmm. Keep in mind that when um, Peter picked up the skull, he said, oh, it looks female. And notice that when they were experimenting on somebody afterwards, and a majority of the people in this cult are female. I mean, it's not like they looked at every single skull to see which ones were male and female, but could be a majority of them are. And that's where that comes from. Hmm. So that's interesting. 
Uh, because what would be the, what would what what would be the the reasoning that he would pick that up and say, oh, it's female? Like, I mean, it just it could just be nothing. But I'm just saying, in this show, nothing said has ever been something that just is right. said for nothing. So. I would also like to point out. And I think this is kind of a linchpin thing when we're talking about Michael and whether or not he's a silver. The way he's described by Anne is he's just a man. He's just a man like any one of us. Mm-hmm. So, but you're all women. But that could also be her way of saying, like, you know, he is remarkable, but he's not above us, even though he is. Yeah. Like Cults. I mean, she says, like, he doesn't... You don't talk to Michael. He Michael talks, talks to you. you. <laughs> it's like right in my ear with your voice is being creepy. I'm sorry. That's, that, that feels so dirty. Yeah, I, that's why dirty. I'm saying it. It's, it's no, like, not how you say it. The line. Oh, like well, the, yeah. the the concept of somebody who you don't talk to. He talks to you. Mm-hmm. It's creepy. It feels dirty. Um, like it's like a minorly sexual thing. Okay. I would say it's a majorly sexual thing. Yeah. Well, especially if he's like only one of the main guys. I mean, again, cult. But anyway. Um, you, like kind of want to point out too about why uh, Layla had like f- like how the hell did she run that far off and fast without anybody noticing while they were examining the skulls for her to get that far I mean they weren't that far behind and then for somebody to have already killed her the way they did because they found blood along the way to that shack yeah you know so there was already some stuff done mm. to her I mean I, I'm kind of confused on the timeline of that I mean they went right after her as soon as they heard screaming I don't know she's just she's fleet of foot and also that's really that's on Sarah because she was right there yeah well, right you there. don't hear they're on dry leaves you don't hear her steps walking yeah. away yeah. okay okay here on, really Sarah, quickly really. before we completely get carried away and we don't even do it I need to mention iTunes okay uh, folks if you're new to this show welcome welcome so happy to have you if we you're love you. yes if you're old fogies you're golden oldies welcome back we love you more. Yes. Uh, the best way to support AfterBuzz TV and this show is to go to iTunes and rate and review the shows that you listen to or that you watch on YouTube. It is quick, it is easy, and it takes, uh, doesn't cost you a dime. It takes only a second. You go to iTunes, you rate and review the show, maybe write something nice, maybe write something funny, maybe you just write good with five stars. <laughs> but what you're doing by doing so is you're supporting a network that provides over 80 hours of after show content a week in video and audio form. It is the widest array of television after show content anywhere on the web. We are very, very proud of that fact. And we want to continue to do so. The way that we are supported, we are supported by sponsors. Those sponsors choose our network because they see that our shows are well-reviewed, that they're popular, and that they are the best possible podcast for any TV show in and under the sun. So your reviews help keep our lights on and our doors open. Please support this channel. Thank you. Yay. <sighs> okay. Uh, okay. So, um, meanwhile, 30 years in the future, let's just track Julia from the moment she gets to the island. She's talking about how she needs to, she needs to find a cure for this virus into this little recorder thing. She gets hijacked by a guy out of the road warrior with a stick who says, do you know the way to San, San Jose? Wasn't that her ringtone when the cell phone thing came out? Like, didn't she have... Wasn't that not a ringtone or something before she picked it up and then started recording? Or is that just no, the way I they th- decide to cut off the music? Because I was confused. That was the way they cut off the music. Yeah, I think it was non-diagetic sound. Yeah. Which okay. Which means, like, it was just... 
in the show. It was it just how they like wanted to open. Okay, because it confused me for two seconds. I was like, was that her cell phone ring? Was no, I'll like, grant you that. I was a little bit yeah, confused. Yeah, just for too. like two seconds. As that's- much as I love this show's use of that song, I felt like there was too much San Jose because it's called San Jose. We've got the song, which is great. And then this dude says over and over and over and over again, do you know the way to San Jose? Do you know the way to San Jose? It must be a code, a code word for someone. Yeah. Um, Someone that he's waiting for. Yeah, uh, but whoever it could be. What I like about that, though, is because this is some, a song that was played in episode one of season one, it, in like, when we learn more about the phrase and everything, it might bring a new level of pi- the picture to mm. that premiere episode. Yeah, and also, what it, I think it meant is that whoever set this code is someone we know who's one of our main characters. And I think it's honestly, it's Alan, and who I assume is his son, like Caleb. His, I think Caleb is his son. I assume that you just took my thing, I told you. No, 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 no. <laughs> you said, well, you can say what your prediction is. I don't know necessarily where this child came from. I think that this could be a child sired well, on the I island. I told you. I told you. Uh, well, in any case. <laughs> in any case, uh... I just wanted her to say, I've been away so long. Just, like, say the next line of the song. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't feel like... Do you know the way to Even if it was the wrong song. response, yeah. it's like, do you know the way to say It's like, I've been alive so long. And he's like, no! Smack. Yeah. I just would be like... Da, 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 da. Like, just be... Like, I would forget the words. By the way, okay, I'm sorry. Tweezer to take out a contact? Really? Maybe a little dramatic. A little dramatic. I mean, no, uh, there, you can't... Ow. I mean, he could, like, just move it aside with his finger. Wait, you know, he can't take it out. Yeah. But uh, do you think he knew who she was, or he just assumed... Well, he had an idea that she was a silver eye, at least. Like, maybe not knowing... Well, she did, first of all, before he even started that, said, my name is Julia, I'm not going to hurt you. Mm-hmm. So, she, you know, if he knew who Julia was, or knew the name... He, but Julia's a common name. He doesn't know it's Julia Walker. Okay, mm. yes, but at the same time, to take the tweezers and try to see, uh, he could be wrong, he could just be peeling away someone's iris, but I mean, to have that hunch that she's a silver eye. Now, do we think that in the future, silver eyes are common knowledge, or he knows about the silver eyes because he lives on this island? Common knowledge. Common uh, knowledge. I would say they? they are absolutely common. I mean, I'm, I'm building off of my theory from earlier that mm-hmm. Alan is trying to engineer some virus to kill the silvers, mm-hmm. and I think that if he's doing that and he releases it, part of that process is going to the media and, like, outing them Maybe yeah. like holding I mean, the media not, already knows yeah. about the virus and everything, so it's only within time that, I mean, especially if these people hold such a high um, state place in society for certain things as far as like science or whatever the heck they were doing in their mm-hmm. headquarters mm-hmm. goes. I mean, after so many years and, and with media, I mean, like from 500 years ago or something, they don't have TV and media and all this stuff. But now they do. So it's going to be a little harder for someone who's in that kind of thing to be like, OK, 10 years, 20 years. You haven't had any surgery. You're not aging. You know, so eventually I think it's going to be something that's going to be common knowledge as far as with all these viruses and everything going out in the world. Because we don't know what the world is like outside the island 30 years from now. That's true. But at the same time, they've survived in secret for so long, even though they've been a part of society. People just haven't noticed. You have to imagine it gets harder, though, once you enter the digital age. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's true. Valid. Another thing to remember is that the TMX7 outbreak 
is relatively recent in Julia's timeline. In the, mm. it, it, it has only happened, yeah. you know, maybe 29 years from now. Because whatever this virus is, like, for all we know, we can only assume that the virus they're investigating in the present day is what she knows as, uh, what TMX is it? TMX7. But I don't think it gets released this season. I think that after it gets made, they try to stop it. They try to stop it from existing, but... Uh, or stop it from being released, but it remains in someone's hands and gets loose at some point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, have a, I have a theory, but I, I think it's something to go into prediction, so I'm just going to wait till we get to that part. Okay. I mean, okay, so we're at day 10,951. Yes. Uh, which is you wrote great. that down. I was really... Yeah. I, I wrote it down. Okay. <laughs> Can I just say, I was really bummed when it started with day one again. Yeah. I wanted Still, it... I- I kind of wanted it to just keep. I want a running clock. The original day one yeah. as day one, right? But and it would I- get too confusing after a while, especially because now we're on a new season. But it's also because now they're kind of investigating its new things. The other thing before was day since the thing that happened up in in in, in Antarctica. That's right. that's fair. It's, Down in Antarctica, the CDC measures it as day since original outbreak. Right. Yeah, that's what day one. So is. this it's- is like something kind of new. Mm-hmm. So it would obviously be, be specified a as a different one. thing. So, yeah. so that would imply if that's if that's our day one for this season, that day ten thousand nine hundred and fifty one is day ten thousand nine hundred and fifty one of this particular. Well, that's what Julia said. This particular viruses. Outbreak. Yeah, because, yeah. well, that's what Julia said too. She said 30 years ago, something happened on this island that started something that is now spreading across the world and it's affecting everybody, even us. She said, check out my shoulder. I'm dying. So we're trying to figure out what's going on. And then he's like, there's no sick people here. She's like, yeah, well, there were. You know, so obviously, yeah, it, it all makes sense. She she corresponds with that, you know, that, yeah, this is something that it's 30 years now. So this is obviously taking a lot longer than the whole Ziz thing. So, yeah. True that. Uh, do we think anyone else is on the island with Caleb? Oh, God. There has to be at least a couple people lurking around. It would be boring if it was just the two of them on that island by themselves. I mean, there would be no point. It would be just kind of boring to keep flashing that forward to the 30 mm-hmm. years later if it was just the two of them. Unless they More prediction don't stuff, I'm not gonna stay say anything. on the island. Yeah, but... Like, what's to prevent them from going off into crazy future 30 years later world? Uh, yeah, but then again, look at the basis of the show. <laughs> they It hasn't been with anything. They've always been trapped on something. So it only makes sense that this whole thing is going to just take place. On the but, but, by f- I mean, you're right. The majority of the show will remain on the island. I mean, uh, the producers have said as much in, like, publicity and stuff. But they're coming into it on a new season, a higher budget. Mm-hmm. I imagine that they can, for, some, for a minor plot line, spend some time away from it. Especially... And, like, go back and forth. Especially if it's this 30 years later timeline, because it, the present day timeline, what is moving our narrative forward the most, is going to definitely be entirely on the island. Here's another thing that could happen, is... We could be bouncing around through time. It doesn't have to be necessarily all 30 years later. It could oh, be yeah. further in time. Yes. It could be Back somewhere in, in the middle. Like, there's a great level of ambition on display here in terms of how this story is being told. We could very well not touch year, uh, day 10,951 until the finale. We could be like, Jumping into two thousand and five thousand and six. Yeah, There's too much math going on right now. Yeah, but it's it's definitely very interesting. There are a lot of great narrative possibilities offered up by this ambitious structure. 
And yeah. I'm very, very curious about what they're going to do this season. It yeah. takes a massive chutzpah mm-hmm. to jump 10,900 days into the future Does that mean on balls? your show. What does yeah. that mean? Chutzpah is, is balls, effectively. Yeah, but yeah. It's, it's gender neutral. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think it's time for predictions. I think it is, too. Are we differentiating it? But chutzpah and balls? No. I just predictions need to... and the rest of the show. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just specifically okay. what's coming in the future. Yeah. All I... right. Okay. All right. But uh, okay. So I already said before that I think Caleb is um, Alan and Sarah's kid. Okay. Although I he like does, it. I he like does look a little older than thirty something, but still. But if he's Sarah's child, and all the crap that, that he's mean, gone through, if he's Sarah's child, that would mean that he's more half. He's potentially silver. Julia wasn't yeah. when she was born. She so was that, half silver. She was half silver, but she wasn't silverized until she he exactly got, until she got injected by right. with, by Ataki. Right. So injected by Ataki. But I wonder if it, it could it could carry in. The um, the matriarch yeah. line, mm-hmm. so My he could be silver. Other prediction: I don't think Alan's dead thirty years from now. I don't. I don't. I think that. I think that stupid vine. I just no. Well, the, just that, and just I think it could, it's just something that could be made. It could be something where he wants people to think he's dead at that point for whatever the hell is going on thirty years later. He's like maybe he is the key to finding out the cure for everything. If he is the person who started it to kill off the silver eyes, mm-hmm. and I mm. I don't. I don't think he's dead. I think it would be too easy and it would just kind of be a little boring, so to speak, if most of the main characters were just not around 30 years later. But he's one of, he's the main character, so to speak, aside from Julia. No, I think he is dead 30 years. Because he's what, 50? 45? No. I don't know when, well, I don't know when we are exactly. We're a year later. Right. He's in his mid to late 40s. Okay. Depending on when we caught up with him. I'd say he's 45. Yeah. Okay. So he's around 45. Okay, 75. 30, 30 years, he's 75 under whatever else is going on, on the island. I think it's safe to say that he's probably dead, but I don't think we're going to live in the 30 years for very long. I think we can mainly live in the present day and like some in between. I'd like you to stop raining your, you give me your chutzpah. I said that wrong. I'm sorry. I just felt left out. It's okay. I'm sorry. No, anyway, shut up. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, I, I don't think he's. I think he could be dead in the future. The question is more: When did he die, and how? Yeah, because of that stupid vine on the gravestone. Yeah. yeah. What I love about this structure is that we're going to be able to reveal plot about about both plot lines from the other one. So we're going to learn a lot about what's going mm-hmm. to happen in our present day plot line from the future, and we'll learn more about the future from what's going on in the past. Um, personally, I, I'd like to think that they're going to stay, they're probably going to stay in the 30 year plot line. They have mm-hmm. to tie Julia in somehow. Maybe the, the only other explanation I can think of is that every episode we get some kind of flash forward back. I'm well, we also uh, know the other characters are going to show up. Like we know Mark Gonnamy is in it. We know we're going right. to, we know we're going to see him. Yay. Yay, Mark. Uh, but just, there's a lot of characters that we know we still have to see. So we have to figure out the question is, you know, more than likely they're going to show up in the 30 years prior on day one so to speak but it's going to be really awesome to see a bunch of like old people makeup on them but that's the thing it doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any sense how we're going to see these people again I don't know how it's going to work out I want zombie Dan because I understand he's still Miguel still has a part yeah he's still to Luke he's still to Luke Um, but here's which one died Dan Dan. that was Dan Dan died to Luke is still alive wait No, Taluk was Dan. 
Yeah, and then he died. But his brother was something else. Oh, we can't. I can't rem- no, that, no, no, that's, that's his actual name. name. <laughs> we can't remember the brother's name. Somebody died, and I want him to come back as a zombie. The end. Also, other prediction. Yeah, I would like to just say that whatever they're doing down there in the basement, just, just. I mean, it doesn't make sense because obviously they would have known if that happened when they, the people went back on the ship before they started showing signs of something being wrong. But I think whatever it is that they're shoving in their mouth, that just seems to be something where if there's something like a cauliflower gross thing growing out, it just seems like it's something in link to whatever that virus is. Right. Like maybe maybe they stumbled if they did eat something or swim in something. Maybe they swam in something where the dead body of one of those chicks they shoved the freaking pus no, stuff I into. Think, was... I think it's just, I think it's, we can just say safely, it's not the food or drink, it's just the pus stuff. No, I know, but what I'm saying is it wouldn't make sense. The people that were on the boat mm. that got infected, right. they didn't be pulled down into a basement and have their teeth yanked and stuff we like that. We don't know that. Well, no, because they just went on the boat and everybody was fine. And then she said three days later is when stuff started to go down. Hmm. So you would have that they did stumble upon something they weren't supposed to stumble upon and then left before they could stop them. And now they're on a boat. Layla could have been lying about some of the details. Maybe. And uh, that's why she's dead. Yeah, and her eyes are I just want to finish out. my point before before we wrap up, um, which is that I understand why Alan is on the is on the island during present day. It doesn't make sense for Sergio or for uh, wh- whichever brother is still alive. <laughs> To be on the island. Taluk was the brother. Yeah, Taluk. I just looked it up. Yes. It doesn't make sense for either of them to be on the island now. And for them to be in the future, either they'd have to be silvers or they'd be in old old age makeup. Which, like, I... I'm very curious to see how they would or make that work. Somehow they became silvers in the process of the 30 years. You don't know. Well, I said that. That's one oh. of the options. What if Hatake... Uh, Taluk, Taluk and, and Sergio. Sergio are like some crazy commando team who like parachute onto the island to like mess stuff up. I mean, I won't say that I'm crazy about like, I'm not crazy about that idea because that sounds awesome. No, Mark's eyes are too pretty for them to have it fake silver. No, we're just no, saying it doesn't have, have to be, be silver. silver. Oh, good. Okay. They parachute onto the island right. and just start shooting people. Okay, yeah. That's well, not their, that's not what they'll do. I know, but uh, alright. Awesome. We gotta wrap up. Uh, so, folks, thank you so much for watching the show. Um, we do have a Helix press kit that uh, was given to us by the, the folks at Sci Fi PR, and we are giving it away to one lucky listener. How do you win? You may be asking. Well, if you watched or listened to the show last year, you know that we did some Helix song parodies, and we would and, like to do more this year. And we're working on some more. Yes. But we are looking for your parodies. So send us on Twitter. You have to be following all four of us. That's uh, and AfterBuzz TV. So that's me, Liz, Zach, Steven, and AfterBuzz TV. And send us via Twitter lyrics to a Helix parody song that you've written. And uh, we're going to choose one winner. We're going to sing their song on the show, and they will get a Helix press kit, yeah. which is really, really neat. It looks awesome. We'll show it off. Uh, we'll show it off next, next week. week. Yeah. yeah. So thank you so much for listening. Liz Rishmaui, where can the people find you? Hey, guys. You can find me, Liz Rishmaui, on Twitter and Instagram at Lizzie Maui. That's L-I-Z-Z-Y-M-A-W-Y. Uh, continue checking me out here on Helix, and I'll update you further on those uh, other places when I know other stuff that's going on. Okay, Zach Wilson. <laughs> thank you guys so much for geeking out with us today. You can follow me on Twitter at that Zach Wilson T-H-A-T-Z-A-C-H-W-I-L-S-O-N bunch of shows here at After Buzz Agent Carter Grimm 
A bunch of others. Thanks, guys. Okay. And you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman. That's M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. You can also find all my videos for my personal channel, YouTube.com slash Matthew D. Lieberman, SourceFed and SourceFed Nerd. And I'm here doing Banshee and Better Call Saul in February. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much for watching. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. You guys, we better do this. Executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. See you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.